If you have not yet seen Rogue One, then... Oh. <laughs> First of all, you should go see Rogue One. But uh, I'm putting, we're putting out a disclaimer here. We don't want to ruin uh, the Rogue One viewing if you haven't yet seen it. Because we are going to be discussing Rogue One in some depth. And we wouldn't want to spoil any surprises that uh, are in store for you. So go see Rogue One, and then by all means, listen to our podcast, or <laughs> don't go see Rogue One, <laughs> and you can listen to it anyway. But don't do that if, you, if you're planning to see Rogue One at some point. True. I can't yeah. believe we rehearsed this 10 times. This finally, finally came out perfect. <laughs> it's beautiful, though. This is absolutely perfect now. Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones. It's a podcast about Indiana Jones. Welcome back to the Indiana Jones Minute, the podcast where normally we review the Indiana Jones movies one minute at a time. I'm Tom Taylor. I'm Pete Mummert. I'm Jerry Porter. And uh, we're here in a special bonus episode uh, to talk about a movie that some people might say, hey, wait a minute, that's not an Indiana Jones movie. It's, uh, it's Rogue One. It's a Star Wars movie. Why are you guys talking about Rogue One? And our response to that, I guess, is at least twofold. One, we're three nerds, and we're Star Wars nerds, and we have a podcast, so we get to talk about whatever we want to. And two, Pete, you can explain this better than I can. Well, the way I like to look at it is this Rogue One is the movie that led to the creation of Indiana Jones. How? Why? Why did that happen? And first of all, if, if you haven't seen Rogue One yet, this is your last warning. I Turn this off now because we're going to get into right, right away some details about the movie. And we don't want to spoil it for you. But right. this movie starts, uh, well, this movie is about Jen Erso stealing the plans for the Death Star that end up getting sent to Princess Leia, who ends up calling for Obi-Wan to help. And he ends up contracting with Han Solo, who, because of all this, joins the rebellion and winds up getting frozen in carbonite, which winds up with him dreaming about being Indiana Jones. And so... It, it's a chain. It, this sets in in motion a chain of events that directly ends with Raiders of the Lost Ark. So this is one hundred percent implied in our mandate. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> we we'll covering it. We we share the same DNA. We do absolutely. Basically, it, a, a bomb was dropped. A, a perfect shot on the exhaust port, and it set <laughs> off a chain reaction that led <laughs> right. to a bullwhip and uh, yeah. And that never would have happened without Rogue One. And so it's a straight line, people. <laughs> it's undeniable. <laughs> so put those doubts away. Uh, but yeah, as we record this, uh, Rogue One has been out uh, for just a few days, like four days. And uh, Pete, I know you, you've seen it twice. I've seen it mm -hmm. twice. And Jared, did you get to see it a second time? I did, and I saw it the first time, not in 3D. And the second time in 3D. Oh, interesting. Yeah. See, I never, I never go for three. I, I actually avoid 3D. I would rather not see a movie in 3D. But what I, do you want? 
what? you're a bit of a purist that way, and I, I don't. Yeah, I understand that. That's fine. You know what? I saw Force Awakens in 3D, like the the last of the last of like eight times that I saw it, and. Uh, <laughs> It was an IMAX 3D, and that was kind of neat. But at the same time, it was like, oh, look, there's a huge Star Destroyer coming right at me. <laughs> but it looks really small. It looked like a really, really tight close-up of something that was really small. It was a yeah. very weird experience. And, and yeah, I, I, if, 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 you, if the movie has to be in 3D, you're, you're not doing your job or something. Well, I, I, will say about, movie. I will say about this one, though, um, I did see it in 3D both times. But after the first time I saw it, someone was asking how the 3D version of it was and i was like wait oh yeah that was in 3d <laughs> and so i i think they did it so tastefully and it, it's such it's so unintrusive that i think 3d actually pretty well works for this movie would they cut out that scene with the paddle balls just coming at you and stuff i um i would say it's just a different experience because if you're not if you're not watching it in 3d you're really just focusing on the movie yeah. Um, and and while you're watching it in 3D, obviously you're focusing on that too. But there's this, I don't know, sort of ornamentation or filigree that's around around it. And mm-hmm. uh, it's it's not that I don't like it. It's just it's just a different thing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. But what did we all? Uh, who wants to tell their story first? I have a they... question. Oh, okay. Jeez. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Um, is that entire tower Darth Vader's bathroom? <laughs> does he? Uh, I mean, that's all yes. I want. That was like my major. Like, does 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 he sublet Mordor? Uh, yeah, I guess so. And he needs two guards to help him go to the bathroom, and an old guy to answer the door in case he's in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you yeah, know, it's like assisted living for Sith. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> assisted living. Oh, horrible. <laughs> um, well, you're just jumping right in, newbie. I, I jumped. That, that's what I should I, I say just, right now that I don't like the castle. I don't like the Darth Vader castle. Oh, uh, really? I yeah, it's it, I I I understand your 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 sadness because it's uh it's like as a Star Wars nerd. It's, uh, you know about the castle, you know about the idea that Darth Vader had this lava uh-huh. getaway castle, like, that was gonna, <laughs> it was gonna be an <laughs> empire, right? That's his summer home? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to get away from it all. Yeah. Except for the lava. Um, but yeah, it was, it was supposed to be an empire, right? Or they, they were kicking around yeah. ideas for, like, yeah. empire and then maybe Jedi, and it never really happened that that was, like, his But Ralph McCoy did sketches of it that looked, I mean, that was, it was the sketch, basically. Yeah, and that's very cool. And they do that stuff on Rebels all the time, and that's cool. They like bring back like you know unused designs and character sketches and things like that, and that's really cool. And in that sense, it's neat to finally see that. But I never, ever, ever thought that Darth Vader lived in a castle in the Lava Land place. Like I just that that <laughs> was never Darth Vader to me. Darth Vader is like a weird, soulless bureaucrat who lives on the Death Star. Or on a star destroyer, and he just you know he just works. He doesn't he doesn't have like a getaway. He like he's he's working all the time. He's like <laughs> on the job doing what his boss tells him, and he just sort of stands silently in the corner. And if someone bugs him, he chokes him to death, like without barely moving. Yeah. Well, see, for me that it was always like there was a little bit of the element of the medieval in in these. You know, they were Jedi knights, and mm-hmm. they they wore robes with hoods, 
And so for me, like, and I guess I first heard it as a little kid, you know, oh my God, Darth Vader lives in a castle in a lava planet. <laughs> and so I always had that in my head. And so I, to me, it was just fun to see. And it kind of like this whole movie, I, I think from start to finish, I was just grinning because this felt like kind of the prequel that I always wanted. It felt like what I, it just felt like it reached so far back to my childhood. Yeah. And yeah. I, I actually love that. I'll just say, well, yeah, I saw it the first time on Friday with my son. The two of us went and I walked out of it being like, okay, that was cool. But I felt I already knew that some people loved it. And I was like, gosh, I don't see how people love that movie. It's like, it's fine. It's got some neat stuff in it. It, it didn't offend me. I've got some questions. Some things didn't work. But, other, you know, and the second time I saw it, John Engel from Alien Minute, he wrote, hey, Tom, see it again. I felt the same way you did. I saw it again. And then I loved it. I'm like, all right. And so when I saw it again, I'm like, oh, my God, he's right. I love this movie. This is so good. This is perfect. This is I'm not. it's not perfect, but it's like this is great. This this leaves Force Awakens in the dust, and I like Force Awakens fine, but this is such a better movie than that. It's such a more Star Wars movie than that, and uh -huh. uh, that's where I'm at now. But what about you, newbie? I mean, Jerry. <laughs> I I mean, Darth Vader fell in a volcano, right? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> right. If I'm doing like a getaway, like I, I mm -hmm. would, and I'm Darth Vader, like I'd live on like Hoth. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Captain I mean, Hook wanting to live inside an alligator or something. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it's like exactly. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't surround myself with lava and right. you know, uh, especially on the way to the taking a shower. Yeah, but then like maybe we need your sister for this. But I think there's a school in psychology that says one way to get over your trauma or fears from your your past is to face them head on. And I like to think maybe that's what Vader was doing with building his castle in the lava. It's like in Vertigo, where uh, Jimmy Stewart tries to get over Vertigo by climbing up that stepladder. And he like climbs a step at a time. And he's like, I look up, I look down. And it's just like Vader. I see lava, I see lava, I see lava, I see high ground. And then he like, fades. But... High well, ground. How, but, but how long has it been? I mean, how long has he been in this? Uh... It's been like 20 years since, uh, since Revenge of the Sith. Well, that's not facing your fears. That's sort of wallowing in it. <laughs> or, I mean, unless it's like, you know, like, up yours, lava. You know, like, you're not going to beat me. I'm Darth Vader, man. I'm going to go live in lava. You know, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe the Wampas didn't let him live in Hoth. Maybe. Yeah. Or yeah. kicked him out. Like a shark that develops a taste for human flesh. Maybe he's like, he developed a taste for lava. Huh? <laughs> maybe <laughs> well i agree with you tom about uh the first time i saw rogue one i was like uh you know it's always like you walk out of the theater you walk into the theater and you walk out of the theater and it's like you're on a tightrope <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah you're like i don't know wait wait hang on a second let me see what's going on <laughs> all right did i like that i think i thought well, i like that part <laughs> and um but, you know, I tried to refrain from judgment until I saw it again. And yeah. then when I did, I liked it much better. Yeah. yeah I was okay. like, yeah, I the like first, this. The first viewing for these things is like a primer. It's like, you know, that's not, you're not done. <laughs> you don't have the full story yet just from the first viewing. Yeah. You're like, yeah. all right, now I've got it in my head. Now I'll go see the movie for real or something. Like now that some <laughs> seeds are planted. Well, there's just so much baggage tied up in every single one of these in all of our pasts because it's such yeah. a big part of our lives. Like every single one of these is almost a life changing event. So you, there's always I so think, much trepidation when you go in. Yeah, I think that's one thing that ultimately made me like this one more than a lot of others, because 
like even just like little things like like showing the name of the planet they're going to and stuff mm-hmm. and like not having an opening crawl and just like not being like so slavish about like how a star wars movie works they could be a little bit i'm, I'm sure it was still like made by committee and stuff and that it had a thousand cooks in it and you know, we heard stories about rewrites or re- reshoots mm-hmm. and everything but it felt a little freer a little like just people making a cool movie that took place in star yeah. wars land and that was that was George Lucas's original like original original idea is that he was going to make Star Wars, and then his his idea was he was going to bring in like a different young kind of interesting director to do every movie after that, yeah. And they would come up with their own Star Wars, you know, the way their own way of seeing Star Wars, which wound up not happening. But right. I like this because we kind of get back to that, and I think it worked just beautifully. Yeah, I missed the crawl. I knew in advance, like there was a lot of talk back and forth. Like, oh my gosh, is there going to be a crawl? Does it, does it make sense? Should there be a crawl? And and I think they announced a while ago that there wasn't going to be one. Mm-hmm. Oh. And a lot of people were like, oh no, it's not true. And I was like, <laughs> I think that kind of makes sense. Because it seems like the crawl is like, you know, filling you in on like the story. Like the episode uh-huh. one through six story. You know, I, sorry, I, one through seven. I had no idea what Rogue One was about. I avoided... I avoided as much as I could. I saw uh-huh. the trailer and that was fine. And then a buddy of mine saw it and he's like, well, you know how it ends. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't know how it ends. He's like, well, of course you do. Everybody dies. <laughs> oh, and I was Wait, like, really? He said that? No, that yeah. sucks. I know. And I was like, he's like, it's the plan to get the death star. You know that. Why and did he assume say, that everybody dies? Yeah. Then? I just, I, cause he, he <laughs> <laughs> is he listening, Jerry? Uh, <laughs> but so i i you know i didn't know anything about it and i didn't know that there wasn't going to be a crawl i'm just saying i missed it i can appreciate what you're saying that you know oh it, it, it wanted to make a break and they mm-hmm. i mean you know both new star wars movies have female protagonists mm-hmm. yeah which is uh which is fascinating and they did uh, they did a lot of different things uh in this movie obviously they there there are a whole bunch of things that that were not star wars conventional well my very favorite thing about this movie was that it went like almost ultra conventional is we we pick up a a thread that lucas that george lucas dropped before he even started making star wars is that we get this really fascinating kind of mystical look at the force and it's referred to in ways that george lucas originally thought the star wars movies would be framed Mm-hmm. You know, like you look at these two, uh, Chirrut and Baze, who are these two kind of monks who are guarding the temple um, on Jeddah, and they talk about their guardians of the wills. Yeah. And it's a great, you know, originally George Lucas was going to make Star Wars uh, some, you know, a bunch of journal entries where somebody is telling the story of Luke Skywalker and this ancient thing that happened. And it's these mysterious wills who know all about the Force and the ancient Jedi Knights and the Jedi Order. And so in this movie, we get like a really early vision of the force that George Lucas had. And something that I thought was so magical about Star Wars is that the force is this mystical, magical, wonderful thing that is just, it's all around you. There's nothing, you know, there are no midichlorians. It's not something oh. that can be explained. It's, and it's, it's a way of looking at the universe. You know, there's something, ma- there's yeah. magic out there. If you just take time to look for it, you know, you can find it. Well, and you're, it's supposed to be sort of trust what's inside you. Uh-huh. And that, yeah. that's how you find it. And what's inside you is midichlorians. <laughs> <laughs> and trust then you the pull out your, 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 your kyber crystal weapon. 
<laughs> right. Well, I that's don't know. A, I like did, that too because that was okay. straight out of that was straight out of. Uh, I mean, right after Star Wars, the first thing I did was read Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which was one of those really early novels, sure. and that was all about the crystals. And so I guess is that where that, that came from? Did the Kyber crystals come from Splinter of the Mind's Eye? I believe they did. I don't think they okay. called them Kyber. I think they just called them crystals. Or yeah. Maybe they did, but I, I think that's where they came from. Well, so this, both lightsabers oh, and the Death Star uh, get their their power. Uh-huh. From kyber crystals? Yeah, I think it, it focuses the power of the force somehow. The way you said it just now makes me think that's a little dumb. <laughs> like I don't like that. I don't think the I don't yeah. the Death Star I was wondering about that as I was watching I was, when they first mentioned kyber crystals that the Empire was was like, you know, stealing all the kyber crystals from the Jedi, you know, city temple. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, really? Are they just saying kyber crystals because that's a Star Wars thing and some people know about kyber crystals and that's a thing to talk about? Or, like, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I certainly don't think there's anything forcey about the Death Star, you know, primary weapon. I don't think it's like mm-hmm. it's not like shooting lightsabers to blow a planet. Yeah, yeah it's just, it's just <laughs> five massive lightsabers come together and make a super massive lightsaber that blows up a planet. <laughs> Okay, now it's cool. I went back. Now it's cool. <laughs> well, so I mean, that's 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 what they established, though, right? Yeah. What? Well, I mean, they I don't mean, say that's exactly a, how it they, works, but yeah, but I mean, that's that's the you know the turbo boosting fuel behind how those yeah. weapons work. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I guess I just started in my head saying dilithium crystals instead of kyber crystals, <laughs> just to make it a little more palatable. But what's a dilithium crystal? Sure, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, remember that time when Satipo said, <laughs> "That's where I'm at." Yeah, um, I don't know. I, there's, a, there's a, I, I, Tom and I both read a, a book that I wanted to recommend. If anybody does like this kind of aspect of the early history of Star Wars, there was a great book called "The Secret History of Star Wars" by Michael Kaminsky, and he kind of starts with George Lucas's proto vision of of Star Wars and how it developed, and. Uh, it, it brings in a lot of this stuff that shows up in Rogue One. So I think it's a fun thing to look at, like, before yeah. or after you see Rogue One. Well, how do we feel about the blind monk? I, I love him. I, I was actually really... He was one of the surprises of the movie for me because in the previews, he seems very dead serious. Like, I uh-huh. am the stoic, force-sensitive guy who is blind but can still kick ass and stuff. And like when I found out that he had a sense of humor and that he was kind of like a, you know, not uh-huh. wisecracking, but sort of like a chuckling, good natured. I was like, oh, that's nice. That's that's refreshing. OK, yeah, that's cool. I wasn't expecting that. Good. Yeah, he was. I, I think he was my favorite character in the movie. I'd... You know, what's weird. This is this is my big struggle with the movie still, even though I love it. Like, I love him and I love his buddy uh, Baze. Baze. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, Baze Malbus. <laughs> Me and Sam keep going. Baze Malbus. Um, I love those guys, and yeah, I love all the character. Like all the characters are really good, but I feel like by the end of the movie, I don't really know any of them very well. Mm-hmm. And there is this, especially the like the second time again. Like it was like you know I was sort of used. I knew what to expect, so it didn't bother me as much. But the first time, I was definitely like, "Gosh, I like those guys, but kind of why are they in the movie necessarily?" And they're, they feel like they're kind of along for the ride, and I don't feel like I really know them very well. Um, but I, but you know, given that, I still I think they're great. I like them a lot. Well, see, so, I like the, I almost like that about them is they get this kind of interesting 
it's kind of like in Star Wars where they talk about the Clone Wars, and then you kind of have to imagine what what happened before. Yeah, because you just get a little bit about these guys. And didn't when they're in in kind of in that prison cell at Saw Gerrera's house, uh-huh. doesn't uh, Chirrut say that Baze used to be like the most faithful of the monks? And that's oh, why I don't know, I missed that. Maybe maybe I'm making that up. I know no, what you're talking. Yeah, I know what you're talking because he's praying, right? Yeah, the the guy's pray. Yeah, yeah, he's praying. He says, yeah. is, maybe edit that out because I might be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know because he because uh, because Baze is sort of like rolling his eyes at uh, at 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 Chirrut. Is that his name? Yeah, and I thought I thought he said it was because like he says, "What are you praying?" And he's like, "He's just jealous because he used to be the most faithful of all the whatever guys at the temple." Oh, I missed that. That but might maybe, be, maybe I'm making that up. But I do like well, I hear like, this, and then if you're wrong, we'll edit it out retroactively. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, in line at Starbucks, and these two, eh, like twelve year olds, were in line behind me, and they had just come out. They're all you know ruddy and flushed, and they're like, and then the part when the the, the blind monk <laughs> and he came out and the way he did it, and and he's like, you know, I really want to see more of him in the movie. That's my only complaint. And I <laughs> was the like, kid said? yeah, that's, that's what the kid said, yeah. and I was like. Oh, stop it, you look. And then I saw the movie a second time, and I was like, oh, I want to be flush-faced and ruddy. <laughs> that, kid, that kid was right. I did want to yeah. see, because he has such a grand entrance. Yeah. And, yeah. and and even though you might say, oh, this is such like, you know, samurai, martial art, kung fu, but you're like, it's it's so great. Yeah, that I, you just don't really care. You're like th- yeah. whatever's happening is fine. Green light it. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and I do wish there had been more of that. Maybe one or two other scenes. Maybe at the end. I don't know. Something yeah. else that it was kind of like his his entrance. Um, but I agree with you, Tom. That uh, you you don't. I think one of the weak parts of rogue one is that you don't really get an idea of who the characters are they are a little propped up so let's we got to get through this in two hours yeah yeah and in yeah. the but i still like the them that's what's weird yeah i do too but i don't like i don't know why like i can't i kept asking myself and i love them but why is forrest <laughs> yeah. whitaker in the movie See that's what I would when uh-huh. they talk about like all the the reshoots and everything, and you see the previews and there's tons of scenes in the previews that aren't in the movie. You're like, wow, was there like a lot more going on with some of these people? And like maybe we wouldn't have been so kind of like not quite connected to the characters if we had seen the original cut or something. Like I'd love to find out what what they changed and stuff because it seemed well, like especially Forrest Whitaker, there were definitely scenes in the preview of him like the younger bald version. Yeah, of the him. bald version. And he's like talking to somebody about like you know stuff. Well, he's I don't telling know. Like, Jin, probably, like, it seems like he's talking to Jin. If, yeah, like what do you, what will you do if after they break you or what? Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like there's more of her when she's younger with him, mm-hmm. like you know being protected by him and maybe trained by him and stuff. And so yeah, it feels like you would have gotten a little more of that relationship. But, I just uh, I don't I mean I don't know why he was in the movie really. It's like oh well he saved Jin's life and you're like. <laughs> yeah mean, yeah i thought i don't I know I, I mean there could have been a lot of there could have been a lot of ways like she, her life was saved she could have stayed there for two days and then i don't know done something else <laughs> yeah taken the car a, yeah. keys and driven to you know whatever <laughs> you know uh century city you know what's weird that i don't get 
and maybe people it feels like maybe people listening to this agree with this idea but i and i've like in the past two years or something really recently i've heard a lot of people saying ugh forrest whitaker i don't like forrest whitaker what is up with forrest whitaker can you people please stop putting him in movies I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Forrest Whitaker is awesome. Why does anybody not like Forrest Whitaker? What's going on? And and so I I, I wonder if there are people now who are like seeing him in this and like, oh, not only does I, do I not get why he's in the movie, but I got to look at Forrest Whitaker. I'm like, stop it. He's ghost dog. He's cool. He's uh he's 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 uh, Fast Times Richmond High. Come on, stop it. I uh, I saw him once at Paquito Mass. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> eating, eating at Paquito Moss. And I walked in to get a steak taco, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> I can't believe that's Forrest Whitaker. Did you compliment him on his burrito? And he said, don't f*** with it. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, I left him alone, just out okay. of respect, yes. But um, I did want to know, is what's his name, Saw Guerrero? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So is that kind of a, is that like a takeoff on Che Guevara? It seems like it, yeah. Like he's, he's kind of this respected militant yeah. guy, I guess, or, or revolutionary, I should say. Yeah, yeah. It seems like like he's his character was introduced on the Clone Wars cartoon, oh. like in you know a few seasons. Like I don't know, season, I don't know what season. I'm just gonna make something up. I just but went he, to uh, sleep. he was like much younger <laughs> on that, and so that's sort of cool that they kept a character from that, and like now he's an actual guy and stuff. Uh-huh. That's kind of interesting. Well, and is is the blind monk kind of a throwback to, uh, with the blast shield down? Yeah, I can't exactly, see a yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a part of the force we haven't seen in a long time. Sure. Yeah, but it, it takes us back to like the the old days, which they, yeah. they which they did a ton of. I mean, there was millions of things. I guess there are like cameos and Easter yeah. eggs, and you're like, yeah. Yeah, all right, sure. Yeah. But the, that, well, let's that talk did... about those for a minute. Oh, finish sure. what you're saying, but we got to well, talk about some of that stuff. I had one more thought on Saw Gerrera, too, though. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought it was interesting, like politically, it seemed like they were making some interesting points because they were like this resistance was, I mean, it was almost like an insurgence move, insurgency. And these guys are like, they're not necessarily always pure good guys like we think of the rebels from Star Wars, you know? Right. Like, Cassie and Andor murders a guy so he won't talk. Uh, Jin's oh, someone please explain prison. that scene to me. I don't get that. I, I was trying to explain that to my son, and I was like, I don't know why. He, I, like the first time I saw it, I was like, Wait, did he just kill that guy? And the second time, I was like, Yeah, he did, but I don't know why he did. Like, why does he kill that guy? I thought it was just because the guy wasn't going to be able to get out of there, and he knew he'd talk if if the stormtroopers got him. He was just so like kind of twitchy just, and nervous, and yeah, he was going to blab. Yeah, and I think okay, it was just, that's kind of what I figured. Yeah, he wanted to protect himself and protect whoever his contact. Well, were. and he does. He says. It's okay. Everything's gonna be all right. And then he shoots him. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. yeah. So you're kind of like, oh, this was like a mercy killing thing, which, by the way, is sort crazy. <laughs> you never yeah. see the rebels. <laughs> no. I they're... mean, that guy's a rebel. Yeah. You yeah. never see the rebels do bad things. Right. And then yeah. she says to him yeah. later on, she's like, oh, you're just like a stormtrooper. Like, yeah. Follow- he's like talking about following orders and stuff. And she's like, you know. If your orders are bad, you're just like a stormtrooper. You're just following orders. And well, he see, even says that... when they all like join up with Jin, like later at the Masase Temple. Masase. <laughs> they um, like he says, I've done a lot of things I'm not proud of for the rebellion. Yeah. And then he he points to all the other guys and he's like, you know, we've got assassins and we've got whatever these other guys have saboteurs. Yeah. Well, that's and... why we're discussing this because that's like Indiana Jones. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like the good guys are a yeah. little They're suspect. Yeah, a little gray area. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we haven't seen a Star Wars movie like that. No, You've but You've got it's... like your Lando who's like flat out devious for a while and then redeems himself. But yeah, you don't have like, you know, a well, you consistent can say like, hero. Well, who... I guess Han Solo. But the, yeah, all right. I guess. Well, no, little... I'm, I'm, I'm mostly agreeing with you. I, like, yeah. There's not like somebody who is like not Luke Skywalker isn't like, you know, making terrible decisions along the way and stuff. Yeah. He's like right. kind of true blue all the way through and stuff. And you don't see just like a, a like really a cold blooded calculated murder like that. You know, like yeah. That's, yeah. That's really that's jarring a little bit. But but, like oh, but but what about you know, I mean we do see that with Greedo. Well yeah, but he's a bad but guy. Yeah, he's an adversary and he's coming to kill him and he's got a gun on it. No, it was. It was yeah. cold blooded and calculating. It was it was pretty dark. Yeah. yeah. That's like, that's your introduction to, to, to Cassie. Yeah, yeah. And like your introduction to this whole kind of clan of war, you know, like Saw Gerrera seems to be kind of a violent warlord. And you've got yeah. sort of civilians using explosives to take out, take out tanks, kind yeah. of in a holy desert city. And it just seems like there's a lot of this that is reflected in the news today. And I just thought that was an interesting yeah. choice. Yeah, I, I wonder how much of that is just sort of like happenstance and like, like I remember Attack of the Clones, sorry, Jerry, I remember Attack, Attack of the Clones was like, <laughs> there's all those, it came out in like, you know, 2002, like just like a year after uh, 9-11 and there were all those images of like the Battle of Geonosis with just like everything's like clouded in smoke, like just huge clouds of smoke, like covering everything. You're like, that looks exactly like the news. <laughs> it looks exactly <laughs> like all the images of like the World Trade Center and everything. That's well, kind of weird. And, and like you know that they made that before that happened, but it's you know the timing is weird. Yeah. A bunch of things are. I mean, it was filmed in Jordan, Rogue One. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I mean, yeah. It, yeah. there's yeah a lot of those sets and that kind of thing do kind of yeah. call to mind Middle East conflict and. And they've got, like, it's got such an exotic, you know, they've got those monks walking around with the red robes and those kind of crazy tall hats. And it's, like, it's just, it feels like an ancient holy city. And it's it's cool. But that's one of my favorite things about this movie that I never got from the original prequels is everything felt really tactile. Yeah. Jeddah felt like a real place. Like, you could actually go there and it's got kind of a decaying elegance and it's a real place. Like Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. It It, felt like Star Wars. And then, like, guys would get shot, and it would, like, they'd f- be thrown back against the wall. Like, it was, yeah. you could feel them getting shot. It was a visceral feeling. Yeah. It, like, in the, some of the prequels, it sort of feels like a cartoon. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like as if whoever directed Rogue One watched Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is I'm true. Not, like, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm a weirdo who keeps, like, like ever since force awakens i'm like ah it's not george lucas i know he wasn't doing good stuff with star wars but he's star wars like anything (laughs) done without him is just sort of elaborate fan fiction i'm not going to totally buy it but there is the argument that you know these guys these you know the kids who grew up on star wars and are now making star wars movies they understand star wars probably better than george lucas did so there's that we got that going for us (laughs) which is nice okay but i have to ask since we're in the city we're talking about the city right now uh walrus man <laughs> yeah Jerry, that, what do you that, think no nah, walrus man was a bad choice that was a really it was, bad it was choice. a really really that that wasn't as bad as greedo shooting it wasn't that bad but now you're going back and you're rewriting you're like so snaggle snaggle tooth and walrus man just walk around cities <laughs> shoving people. Fight. Yeah, yeah shoving people and they say the same line like that's right, his yeah. line and you're like no that's just 
That's just stupid. It's super silly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I'll say I, this. Yeah. There was like, there's one other instance of the exact same thing, but I love it because it's not a big deal. Like in the background, I think it's when they walk into the uh, the, the base on uh, on Scarif. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a Death Star droid, and it sounds like he's saying yeah. exactly what he says on the Sandcrawler. And I love that. A, because I love that. <laughs> I think he might be my favorite droid and one of my uh-huh. favorite characters in Star Wars, maybe. And he sounds awesome. And, and and but it's just in the background. It's like if a nerd like me picks it up, that's that's yeah. what it's there for. Yeah. It's not like in your face. Oh, remember Walrus Man from Star Wars? <laughs> He's trouble well, again. Well, they do do they do do another one of those things that I think is is a it's not it's not a nod or a tip of the hat. It's a full on bending down and the hat comes off and you trip and <laughs> but the the little uh, the Death Star droid goes. Burp, 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 burp. Yeah, the mouse droid. Burp, burp, yeah, burp, burp. yeah, well, that's fine. That's I like what you're saying. Yeah. You're not it's into like, that. No, the, the well, the point in the first Star Wars was it's whimsy. Yeah. It's not whimsical. Think... It's not whimsical if they have if every time you see that thing he's always doing it. That's 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 the the opposite of whimsical. <laughs> I don't know. I get what you're saying, but I, I, that sort of strikes me as just like authentic ambient imperial sound. No, yeah. the authentic ambient imperial. No, that's a very signature thing. That's not ambient. It's signature. Well, what if he was saying? What if he was like not doing those exact? beeps and notes like, like it would be it would be it would be okay but i mean look there's a lot of as you said ambient it's a great word there's a lot of that ambient stuff that makes you feel comfortable like like you yeah. see yeah you see that but but it, it can be too much and walrus man obviously is one of them i think yeah. that one i think that droid is another one too they could have just showed him yeah and that would be fine mm-hmm but one thing yeah. I liked about the walrus man scene is like the cantina scene happens literally like a day or two after this, apparently. Yeah. And so I like thinking like <laughs> that guy, Dr. Evazon, like the guy that's wanted on 12 systems. Snaggletooth. Like, what's that? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. Snaggletooth. Snaggletooth. Yeah. Please call him Snaggletooth. <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah. He, like he just gets <laughs> he just gets shoved on the street and he's angry yeah. and he's he's just steaming about it for the next couple of days. Right. You know, he's just steaming and steaming. And so then when Luke bumps into him at the cantina, it just all that rage just boils over. He's like, ah. And so. Yeah, but, but, but I mean, he, he would have had an entire trip to Tatooine. <laughs> yeah. To cool Nobody off. Nobody else bumped into him. <laughs> yeah. Cross paths. I mean, if it happens, it happens the next day. He's got to be on Tatooine. Yeah. The next day. <laughs> I'm, I, yeah. I like where you're going with it. It's just, it's a little too, you're like, now that no, guy. I, I'm with, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm with you guys. Well, and, and, and you mentioned it before, uh, th- this weekend before our podcast, Bib Fortuna. Yeah, there's like an emaciated oh. version of Bib in the. Yeah. In, yeah. And how, are you all right with that? I loved it. Oh, yeah, I thought it was cool. Dude, okay. Yeah. Sure. But he yeah. doesn't do his thing. See, it works. It's fine. Yeah. He does. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't do that thing with his fingers or he doesn't. Yeah, well, it's a it's, different it's, guy. Yeah, yeah. Jerry, you know that's a different guy, right? <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But none of us, listen, listen, none of us like Baby Greedo. <laughs> right. That's a different yeah. guy, too. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Next, okay. Yeah. 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 And and there's also uh, there's also a creature that looks like uh, from The Force Awakens. Who's the famous woman who has the... Mask? Who has the... Yes, thank you. Oh yeah, there is one of them. Or, yeah, yeah, there's one of them. <laughs> so sound, that sounded really bad. 
<laughs> gonna be talking about sand people soon, Tom. I know, really. I'm gonna ru- I'm gonna ruin everything right now. Oh, good. Yeah. Cassian reminds me of Lumiere. Uh, from Beauty and the Beast. From Beauty and the Beast. Every time he talks. <laughs> really? Well, wait a minute. Wasn't Lumiere French? Actually, when we walked out of this, uh, the first thing my wife said was. Casting did not sound like he's from Mexico. He sounded French. Weird. All right. So I thought, what if this whole thing is actually Lumiere's dream? <laughs> oh my god. He sounded um, he sounded French to me. Huh. Which is which is fine. Actually, no, right. it's not. <laughs> I mean, for all, I, I actually know nothing about the guy. For all I know, the actor's French. I don't know. No, I think I, he's from I Mexico. Assume- yeah, oh, he's yeah, from okay. Mexico. Yeah, Diego, Diego Luna. Luna. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would do it. Yeah. And I, I like, I know a lot of my friends who are from Mexico City were really excited about that. Sure. Like, I think he's from Mexico City. Yeah. And I uh, like he, him. Yeah, I liked him too, especially the second time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess he's a little bit of a Han Solo character with, uh, he certainly comes in at the end, you know, and he's, he's supposed mm-hmm. to have his arc as he now, you know, is. I guess doing I don't know. I think the, I think the one problem with, believes in. I think one problem with this movie is there were so many people and you had so little time that nobody had a time really time for a full arc. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's true. But his, like, yeah, his as much as I like good. all the characters, yeah. I don't know if we needed all of them. Yeah. That's that's it. I don't think we did. Oh, you want to know one of my big beefs with the uh, with one of the characters? Hmm. Uh I don't know why I don't buy for a second that that guy was an imperial pilot. <laughs> like with his beard and his long, long hair and hair. everything yeah like no. i don't see imperial pilots like having anything other than like you know high and tight crew cuts and clean shaven and stuff well unless and... he was always wearing one of those like black tie fighter helmets no 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 listen <laughs> yeah. that guy lives in boulder colorado <laughs> and he yeah. has he has a rescue black lab yeah that and he that he goes hiking with <laughs> yeah there's a big misunderstanding yeah that guy's not an imperial pilot <laughs> oh you know what i love you know what i think they did perfectly in this movie and it could have gone it could have backfired any number of ways but i thought it was perfect it was uh space jimmy smith's oh my goodness yeah perfectly that was the one like I, I'm not a fan of the prequels, and that mm-hmm. was the. When he first came on the screen, I was like, "Oh God!" But it completely <laughs> saved him. Like all of a sudden, yeah. I'm like, "Hey, I love this guy!" Like he, they did a great job of, I think, rehabilitating his character because he didn't have. A chance I actually lo- in the original oh, to really, I think, do a lot. Like he, I don't feel like he got enough time in the prequels. Yeah, and I feel like he really got to kind of breathe a little bit in this, which I loved. I actually liked him in uh, Revenge of the... I thought, he, yeah, he didn't have a ton to do, but I, I thought he did a good job with what he had, and uh, I bought him as uh, Bail Organa. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think just, like, you know, like, they... they I think, like, the, the, there's that one conversation with him and Mon Mothma where, you know, they bring up Ben Kenobi and, and Leia without naming either of them, and it's just, like, very mm-hmm. perfectly just finally done. In fact, you know what? I'm going to admit something. I got a little bit weepy. The second time I watched it, and he's walking away, and she's like, oh, you're going to need somebody you trust. He's like, I trust her with my life. Yeah. Like, he's talking about Prince's life. <laughs> and his planet's going to explode. Speaking of Princess Leia. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. No, I, I mean, how do, how do you feel about uh, Princess Leia and uh, Grand Moff Tarkin? I've been here the a lot of... The first time... Oh, go ahead. Well, I was, the first time I saw it, 
I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I get that they have to have, they kind of have to have Tarkin in the movie. It'd be a little bit weird if they didn't have Tarkin in the movie somehow. And there were rumblings that they were going to do that, that they're going to have him in the movie somehow. And I was like, you know what? Don't do this stuff if you can't do it very well. Like, it, his, his, his the, the look of him really bothered me the first time, but the second time I was kind of fine with it. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think it was a good version of Tarkin. I like kind of, I mean, it, the, you know, the animation is just not there yet quite. It's still a little weird and rubbery. <laughs> My son said, oh, he, the, the animation looked like the Wrath Tars. I'm like, <laughs> you're right, son. The animation looked like the Wrath Tars. <laughs> like there's something just gummy about people's faces and like you could feel like you'd poke them and nothing would happen, yeah. you know, and they yeah. wouldn't feel it. And, uh, but I mean, I think they did like the best job they could with it. And I think it's kind of ballsy that they just like yeah we're like oh it's not just a cameo he's like a major character in this yeah. thing and we brought back peter uh peter cushing and uh you know tarkin's in this movie deal and with I, it i thought he was better than princess leia like i, I thought his was easy. I, hers was hard for me to take which is weird because hers is so brief you'd think that they'd have a yeah. lot of room to like not yeah. mess up yeah but, but like really yeah there's something uncanny valley territory yeah she looks just like the polar express yeah she looks exactly like she's in the polar express <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And somebody was saying, oh, my friend Paul today was saying, like, why she could have just been like, you see her like they did with Tarkin originally. Like, right. you just see his reflection. Right. Like, do something like that, like where it's a little, you know, it's a little nod to that. The fact that it's Princess Leia, it's not right. like full on like it's me, Princess Leia. You know, that that they could have they could have right. handled that a little bit better. On the other but, hand, though, just seeing her again, like even even if it was a little bit weird. Yeah. Was at the same time. I was like, oh, my God, this is incredible. Yeah, right. they they get you there. Well, what about bringing back the thing that just completely like brought goosebumps to me was when they brought back uh, Gold and Red Leader. Yeah, there was a guy way in the back of the theater who just went woo. Like, when that, happened, like, hey. that was that was me. That was, yeah. yeah, I thought I immediate my immediate reaction to that was, oh, that actor is sitting somewhere in what like ireland i think he i think he lives in ireland or something or england and i'm like he probably had no idea they were even doing this and he's gonna go see the movie and see himself and be like hey wait a second <laughs> which i'm making up like i don't know if that's true at all but that's the first reaction i had but it is awesome to see those guys well, and just, uh it, it made yeah. it, the carryover from this to the next movie is so tangible and I'll, yeah. like, all of a sudden you know when the, when he's when red leaders like cut the chatter you're like, oh yeah, it's because he just saw the Death Star. Like he knows. That's he knows so red is. leader. <laughs> That's so red. Well, didn't it? I mean, Red Five dies. Yeah, yeah. That's, it leaves a space. You're so Red Five. Yeah. And so, also, I, it like, it like two days from now, there's a new Red Five. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe yeah. maybe by Thursday yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's one thing I didn't even think about until just now. That's awesome. There is zero even like slight like winking like any. I mean, there could I don't know how there would have been, but there was no reference to Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And like there couldn't have been like nobody knows anything yeah. about Luke Skywalker. Yeah. But like, you know, I I would almost imagine them like shoehorning in some. Well, it's not oh. like we're going to find some farm boy on some <laughs> desert planet to <laughs> save the galaxy. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> So that was refreshing. Yeah, no one said Red Five is down. Who will ever replace him? Yeah, <laughs> we'll never have a Red Five like that again. <laughs> I'm sad. But it's funny because one thing that I thought I never quite understood, but I guess it's just kind of how things work in the rebellion, is in the original trilogy, like you have these people, just random people showing up that nobody knows who suddenly assume kind of roles of responsibility. And mm-hmm. I guess it's just they did that in this movie too. Like when Cassie and tell like when they land on Scarif. 
and Cassian tells Baze and Chirrut, oh, you guys are, they're basically squad leaders, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, these guys that nobody knows are like, oh, okay, you're in charge of some other guys. Yeah. A lot of field promotions. Yeah. Speaking of, you were talking about, uh, another thing I liked that they brought back was Vader's red eyes. I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, I so- almost thought there was a little too... Like they're not that red in Star Wars. Like if you notice them in a certain light and something, they're they're kind of red. But are they? I though? wonder. If, was, yeah, was, how was much is, you think like, that's the original Vader costume? No, no, it's not from Star Wars. Yeah, it's it's a different size because I think the guy was a different size. Like, but they, you know, besides the 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 eyes, they also like the whole like his his uniform his you know, Darth Vader costume is slightly different between each movie, uh-huh. and they had it in the correct. You know, I'm I'm not an uber nerd. Many more more powerful <laughs> nerds have figured this out. But like <laughs> they had like his uh, he had it in the Star Wars style. Like he had like the robes over his shoulder yeah. plates and stuff. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, they 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 knew, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Well, you think he, still... does oh, he take a bath between? I guess the end of Rogue One and Star Wars. <laughs> Um, I hope no. so. No, probably no, I don't not. Think he no, just, he doesn't. No, he just gets to... in his, his ship and he they, like yeah. it's a couple yeah. hours later when he yeah he boards the Tantive. I I, lo- I love the ending of Rogue One. I, do I did. Where, where, where Vader's just kind of going bananas and ballistic. Yeah. And, was, and they did take. Uh, one could argue they took liberties with the, the how violent and <laughs> sort of angst ridden he is, and <laughs> you know he definitely he's, did. Yeah, yeah like but, it, like. That ending is awesome for the movie, and it's it's like a super tense, exciting scene, and you feel uh-huh. awful for all these guys just being cut to ribbons <laughs> and everything, and it's really scary. But then, like, as soon as you're like, oh, wait, in 20 minutes, Star Wars starts, mm-hmm. and, like, it's all stormtroopers, and Vader just kind of walks on and lets them do the dirty work. And then, like, an hour after that, he's, like, can barely keep up with an old man Jedi, and, like, <laughs> like we're, we're, I don't, what's going on between these two movies? On the other See, hand, that's though- something I, I thought was forgivable. Yeah, you know and, we're we're looking at a 2016, as you yeah. a December 2016, Vader, as opposed to a you know a May 1977 right. Vader, and there's just certain things you just gotta you gotta patch over and be like, yeah, put yeah. some primer on it, it's good enough. <laughs> and as long as nobody expects me to watch these movies in numerical order, then I can live with that. Like I'm never gonna watch Rogue One and then put in Star Wars and be like, wait, just a minute. Like, you know, like as Rogue One, it works fine. But yeah, yeah, like don't expect me to like try to watch these in a row because that's just silly. But see, I actually like it's that. never going to work. Like I, the one thing I like about this movie that I didn't like about the prequels is that I feel like this informs what happens in the next movie and it kind of changes the way you look at things, but in a in a good way. Like now I like looking at Star Wars and thinking, oh yeah, well this that's that makes sense because this just happened. Or, oh yeah, imagine what he was thinking because, you know, the day before this happened. Mm-hmm. Except, except on the uh, Star Wars Minute listener fan page, Tom, you did post some uh, rather damning evidence of why uh, The Force Awakens is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say Force Awakens was stupid. I said the Rogue One makes Force Awakens look stupid. Yes. Okay. Which I stand by. <laughs> and I like Force Awakens. I actually like the Force Awakens. Yeah. This is what this is my honest reaction. After I saw it the second time, I went with my son to Target and we were looking at like, you know, Star Wars Legos and Star Wars stuff. And there was a ton of Force Awakens stuff in the aisle. And I saw like the the you know, Force Awakens version of a you know, the whatever, the first order stormtrooper, and my immediate 
honest reaction was, duh, Force Awakens, duh. I was like, that just looks like a silly movie to me right now. It looks like, oh, there's a girl in the desert, and there's a guy who was just... Like, I like that movie a lot. I like those characters. And I thought I thought Force Awakens did a lot of good stuff. And But like, there's something about Rogue One. I think it's so... so I think uh, Jamie Anderson, our buddy from uh, our show, uh, past and future guest uh, Jamie Anderson, was saying that, like, Rogue One is so steeped in the movie Star Wars uh-huh. and it's so close to that and it's that era and it's like it's, it's like a period piece it's like it yeah. takes place in the space 70s well, that's, that's the awesome. nice thing about this is they did that with this and they nailed the look like every scene yeah. looks like Star Wars everything from the the mustaches to the haircuts to the yeah background, everything looks exactly I mean this could have been made in 1976 I mean not the special effects but it has that exact same look that Star Wars had and it, like yeah. watching it, I just felt like if I like if I looked hard enough at the screen, maybe I'd see a reflection of like a four year old me sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> I, st- I you know I still don't get why they kind of ha- semi rebooted Star Wars for Force Awakens. It was really that's a whole other podcast. I think I don't understand <laughs> that. But you know, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, why is there another Death Star? Yeah. Why is there another yeah. droid oh, with other yeah. important information yeah. that everybody's got to get? And everyone's you yeah, know, like, it's okay. just. I don't get that. And a lot of people say, well, I see how they had to do that. I'm like, I don't see how they had to do that at all. Just make another damn movie. What's going on? <laughs> Keep going. More. More movie, different I mean, the stuff. The movie has great characters. It has great music. It just doesn't have a great plot. Like, the plot is just... The plot, yeah. yeah. See, this actually was... This is a map to Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. Do, is that what There's they... no such thing as a map to a person. Stop it. <laughs> And I'm not sure this thing, such thing as a map and, and to anything in space. <laughs> like, oh, we have only have this partial. I oh, I only yeah. have the X, Y, and Z coordinates of this point in space. I don't have the rest of the map, yeah. so I can't do anything. So, what are you talking about? Stop it! Stop it! I think there it was. Wake what was up, hard R2. is I couldn't get. I couldn't wake up R2. I couldn't get to. I couldn't get behind the characters in this one that much. It was better the second time. Maybe it's better because I want to know them more. Yeah, I don't know. no, and you know, and I, I, no, I do to... like the characters in Force Awakens too. I don't know. Oh, getting back to Vader for a second. Yeah, he had, you know, when uh, Krennic goes and sees him at the Vader lava castle, um, that scene came and went, and I was like, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure about Vader in this movie because that seemed like I, I, I think I knew that he was coming back. That that wasn't the last time we were going to see him in the movie, mm-hmm. but. I was like, I don't know. That didn't really, you know, like he choked. This is that goofy part where he chokes. He's like, don't choke on your ambition or something. Like, come on, yeah. Darth Vader. That's, yeah, I didn't like that line. <laughs> that's not terrific. Yeah. And you know what else? I really don't like being reminded over and over again that there's like a busted human being inside of Darth Vader. I, I just want to see Darth Vader. Like maybe the back of his head and, and, and Empire Strikes Back, you know. Like I, I don't want to be, keep being reminded that there's a guy in there. Yeah, like I, you know, it's Darth Vader. He's got a helmet. I don't, and a I don't cape. mind that. I just don't like thinking that that guy is Hayden Christensen in there. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I yeah. was gonna say I, I'm. That's why I have a bit of a, one of the reasons I have a problem with the, I guess, the prequels is their treatment of Darth Vader. But I, I, for whatever reason, I didn't. I, I like that scene. Okay. I think that yeah. Well, I don't hate it just it. yeah. Just I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, and and uh, it's a goofy pun. And but at the same time, I guess I did get caught up in the oh my god, that's Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. And, and which is how I felt at the end. I had goosebumps at the end when, and I love oh, the yeah. one rebel guy says, "Help us." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And that felt very uh, 1977 Star Wars to me. Yeah. 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 Just seeing those and guys it, with those helmets. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. Well, and the, the, the way they run around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which that was the ambient noise I wanted. You know. Yeah. For a split second, I thought they were actually going to start. Star I did too. Wars. I did too. Because they're running around that corner. It's the yeah. identical shot. <laughs> yeah, I thought that exact same. <laughs> oh my god! Really? <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> yeah, that was that was very very gutsy and well done. Yeah. 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 And I oh. am planning to watch them one after the other. I can't wait to watch Star Wars right after this. All right. <laughs> Have fun, Pete. There was was there a I I've got a question for you guys. Okay. I thought I heard a Wilhelm scream. And uh when uh when they're on Scarif and um a bunch of stormtroopers get blown up, I swear there was a Wilhelm scream. Oh, I bet there was. But I, I don't know if I, sure if I caught, caught one specifically, but I'm I'm sure there was. Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> they kind of can't they can't yeah. release the movies without a Wilhelm, can they? It's like in their contracts or something. It's like we can't we can't do an episode without a Wilhelm. They can't do a movie without one. Right. <laughs> oh, one thing. Yeah, you and I talked about this, Pete. The Star Destroyers. I mean, we're super nerds. They looked. <laughs> they looked very cleanly plasticky yeah and they were they like they were white instead of gray yeah yeah and like kind of featureless in a weird yeah. way. like and i want i was watching i was like oh are they trying to like did they digitally try to make these digital models look like plastic models as like a throwback to star wars which were models i'm like well if they did that's silly because they didn't look like that in the movie they the these craftsmen made these awesome models yeah. <laughs> that then looked like real ships in space when you filmed them well do we know and they're digital i can't believe that they weren't i don't know i actually don't know at all but i'm assuming i don't know either that they yeah are. but they looked weird they, they did they looked a lot yeah i don't know if it was because they had too much detail and we were seeing them with like a higher resolution camera or they didn't have enough detail but they looked really weird yeah they and i don't even know what detail is missing like are the other ones dirty in star wars and empire they just like there's just like more shading or something. I don't know. Or, or it looked like looking at a model close up with a really good camera. Like it, it made it look yeah. like a model. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe they were just in front of a brighter sun. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> brighter that star there. Yeah. I, I had a question for you guys. Explain to me what's going on with, uh, what's the guy's name? Chirrut? Uh-huh. Chirrut. Yeah. Who's, yeah, yeah. who's the other guy? His Bays Milebus. <laughs> yes, yes. What what's the deal with his gun? Oh, that gun is awesome. That machine oh, but gun. Did, is but awesome. I, did he make it? Can, I mean, is that like a Sears and Roebuck thing? Are you like talking a, about the big machine gun or the or the? Yeah, it's just yeah. we no the big machine gun one. Okay. It's like no one else has that. It shoots eleven stormtroopers at once. Yeah. yeah, it looks like an old Sears and Roebuck like vacuum canister on the back. <laughs> it's got that. It's a very Star Wars look. Yeah. Yeah. I love. I wanted to know. I, I did too, but I wanted to know a little bit more about it because it came in in the scene as a little bit of a Deus Ex Machina, where you're like, "Oh my God, they're never gonna." <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I guess they got out of that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like there's a yeah. scene that on on Scarif when like yeah the the the, the big wave of uh, stormtroopers is coming out and he mows down like almost all of them in about a second. You're like, yeah, yeah they're all right. They're gonna be good. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, just, and excuse like I, me. Uh, how are they I, shooting down the adats uh, with blasters alone? Uh, my son and I had a big long conversation about that. I was like, well, either they made the armor better between this and Empire, uh -huh. or 
the the rebels weren't that well equipped on Hoth, and yeah, they're uh, using these snow guys speeders. just have better blasters. Yeah, that's yeah. really funny. Because our snow speeders, <laughs> did we ever learn can snow speeders fly in space, or are they just a land based? Like I maybe don't they just know. don't have the maybe just don't have, don't have the firepower of an actual spaceship. They're indigenous to Hoth. <laughs> I don't know. Did you guys see? By the way, speaking of snow speeders, did you guys see? There was a Wampa in Rogue One. Oh, it looked like a Wampa. I don't know what it was in uh, oh, Sagarera's yeah. castle, like little hideout thing. I don't know where it was. I just saw like a white, furry, tall, teddy bear-ish looking thing. There was exactly that guy, but I don't think he was a Wampa. Yeah, I was trying wait, to figure wait, wait, it out. Wait, wait, wait. There was exactly that no, guy. No, the guy you just described think, was yeah. a big, tall, white, fluffy teddy bear guy, but he wasn't uh, He wasn't a Wampa. But it's not a Wampa. Why is it not a Wampa? His face doesn't look like a Wampa's face. Yeah, he but doesn't. Bib Fortuna can be a different Bib Fortuna. <laughs> Clearly, a different Bib Fortuna. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! You know what I hated? Huh. This is the worst part of the movie, and I didn't mind it until I realized later that it was stupid. Uh, that squid thing that reads oh, the yeah. pilot's mind. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, it looks a little goofy. Oh, or whatever. All right, I'll I'll go with it. Okay, fine. But then, like, as I was walking out of the theater, I'm like, hey, wait, they never went back to that thing, and and and. Forrest Whitaker said it was going to make that guy lose his mind, and, and he was yeah. fine. Yeah. He just needed a second. Yeah. And then he came back. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, didn't, that was I, didn't, weak. I didn't like any of that part. And it just, I mean, that could have been, that could have been, uh, that was time that could have been allotted to getting to know the characters more. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like what yeah. they're doing and why. <laughs> or at like, least screen time, yeah. He's, yeah, well, because you're like, you know, take him to the truth serum monster <laughs> yeah the truth squid <laughs> yeah the truth squid and you're like sure yeah. and then he comes back and you're like oh i guess he kind of remembers it anyway somebody just needed you know to goose him as you'd say tommy somebody <laughs> just need to goose him and yes. say are you the pilot you know, yeah i'm the pilot yeah prove it but like yeah the idea of the squid action. seems like like i can imagine something like that in java's palace or something it just seemed like the mm-hmm. execution wasn't good here yeah, it was just a little, it was just a little random. I yeah. think it was trying to show you that uh, Saw, Forrest Whitaker's character, is uh, super paranoid and lives on the edge and doesn't yeah. believe anything, and he's he's kind of a rogue, militant uh, extremist. Yeah. And even if you come with uh, bearing, like I have this thing for you, it's it's good news. You need to see this. He's gonna be like, nah, I don't believe you. And to by the, the way, to the squid you go. He's also the second character in a Star Wars movie in uh, in Attack of the... No, I'm sorry, in uh, Revenge of the Sith when uh, General Grievous showed up and mm-hmm. he was like part alien, part machine and coughing and hacking and wheezing. I'm like, oh, that's weird. That's going to be like some sort of tie-in to like maybe he's like the prototype that they make Darth Vader from or something. Like there's mm-hmm. some, you know, logical uh, progression there or something. And the same thing happened with uh, Saw Guerrero. He's like mostly a machine now. He's got the yeah. breathing thing like Frank Booth from Blue Velvet. <laughs> and uh, and that, did, that that wasn't a thing. But it seemed like a weird thing to put in there. Well, the other, his, mean, his main henchman had the thing too. Like he had the breathing tubes. And then he also had like a chest plate kind of like Vader. Yeah. So is that like supposed to be some thematic thing that I'm not picking up on? Or is it like just a thing that I'm trying to make too much out of or what? I, I think it's if you're... A militant or extremist, you're gonna have respiratory issues. <laughs> I mean, that, that's logical. I mean, you know. Yeah, because I thought the same planet. thing. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Like, oh, he has a Darth Vader respiratory problem. 
Mm-hmm. And it specifically sounds like Darth Vader. Yes, it mm-hmm. specifically sounds like which by the way, my favorite guy in the entire movie is Saw's henchman. Mm-hmm. Oh, the what the, the, the subtitled guy? The Yeah, the yeah. subtitled guy. Yeah. I love I that guy. Yeah, he he's looks cool. he looks like Star Wars, he sounds like Star Wars, yeah. and he's superbly acted. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, he's, yeah. he's up there for me too. And oh, he, yeah. although we we haven't mentioned like I who, who might might actually might be my favorite guy in the movie is uh, the droid. Uh, uh, yeah, K two S O. K two S O. He was perfect. Oh yeah, his one liners were. He he he, yeah. he felt like what Marvin the uh, should have been like from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie. <laughs> yeah, like he was yeah. per- like he was sarcastic and he was deadpan. And it, it was it's great. almost infuriating because you're like. See, this is how you insert some light comedy into an otherwise yeah. adventuresome movie without it being like a frog monkey stepping in poo. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I laughed perfect. out loud almost everything he said. Yeah. Like, he was genuinely really funny. Did you know that wasn't me? Like when she shoots that other drone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or when when the guy when the pilot says, Oh, we'll all die in the cold vacuum of space. He's like, not me. Yeah, I'd survive. I can survive in space. Yeah, that's awesome. And and you know, one thing I did love about him is he couldn't be an Imperial droid. Uh, Like, he he failed miserably when he had to impersonate the Imperial. Yeah, Yeah, just show me where to go and I'll take him to prison. (laughs) Yeah, I got this. Um, You know, they, they they kind of explain... Why he has his own personality and kind of mouths off at the very beginning. It's a Cassian explains it. He says it's part of the reprogramming. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, it, and he just does that little thing where he kind of looks over at Cassian after he says that, which is awesome. <laughs> right. But yeah. did you guys notice one thing that was really strange when Cassian goes up to shoot Galen? Uh huh. And that droid is still on the uh, still on the spaceship. And the blind monk and the other guy are like, does he have the face of a killer? And he's like, the force, like, uh, you know, gets dark or swims around somebody who's about to kill. Yeah. And, Cass- and and the droid says he had his weapon set for basically sniper. kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah for, for sniper. sniper configuration. Yeah. Really, yeah. yeah. And so it made me think, wait a minute. Why is the droid... You know, it's like he's kind of selling out his buddy Cassian. And I get the yeah. impression, yeah, it was a weird thing for him to join the monk's discussion. He, uh, it's a, yeah, because on the one hand, he'll, he'll talk back to Cassian and give him, give him gruff, whatever. He'll give him, you know, guff, 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 thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, like to his face, like, you know, you know, to give him grief and everything. But then, yeah, it's weird that he would, uh, actually help other people who are questioning Cassian or something. Yeah, that, but, that, that made no sense. But maybe He's, he liked Jen more than he let on. Like, maybe he yeah, kind of had a, an affinity for her and he wanted, like, them not to kill her dad. Yeah. Yeah, but he's way into Cassian. <laughs> oh, I you mean, know what? That's... that's. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I mean, that's his... That's. I mean, he... I mean, you kind of... Like, he's sort of the... Actually, you know what? What? Who the hell would be like? Who's C three PO's Cassian? Um, maybe Luke. But that that would be R 2s 
Yeah, maybe uh, Darth, Darth Vader, Anakin. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I just got sad. Yeah, I yeah, just got sad. <laughs> oh. You asked the question. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what do we think of R2 and 3PO? They're one little ca- uh, cameo. I thought that was okay. Because I thought, like, a lot of these cameos, like the Blue Milk and the, like, Walrus Man, I'm not sure everybody would have gotten. So I thought it was okay to have one that everyone would be like, oh. Yeah. What's I mean... What's weird about it is, you know, like I complained about Walrus Man and stuff, but I when I saw that, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Why didn't they just have them in the rest of the movie? Like, of course, yeah. like the, the, the cameo makes sense because, of course, they'd be there at that, you know, at that at the rebel base and everything. But like, why wouldn't you just have like a little more of them in the background or something? Not like I need them to be in the movie more, but it's just I don't know. It, it, just, it felt a little I, I think having it having them. More than a cameo would make it less like, oh, I got it, a cameo, or do you need to see 3 <laughs> I just feel like if they were in more of the movie, it would have been more like, I don't understand why they happen to be at every single pivotal moment in the galaxy already. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that goes back, that was like one of Lucas's first things that, like, you know, the droids would be the only characters oh, yeah. who are yeah, in every they, single yeah. movie. Yeah. Well, I, I was cool fine with them in the movie. I kind of was too, yeah. but I, I was, I was, you know what, I was, I was pre-sensitive against <laughs> nonsensical like you know yeah. fanboy callback stuff well look look you know? the, the walrus man thing is egregious yeah that's bad but yeah yeah and it's, it's like that's the one thing that guy's known for and and <laughs> yeah. what we're no what he's known for is it's it's a, a wretched <laughs> hive of scum and villainy yeah that so here's the, an example of what can happen when you walk out your front door Right. And you're like, we, we don't need that here. You know, yeah. that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but with C-3PO, you know, it's like, oh, nobody tells him what's going on. You're like, yeah, but we have so many other examples of C-3PO. Right. I didn't feel like it was just a. Yeah, it was OK. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. fine. There was one nice shout out to uh, our friends, John and Mitch over at the Alien Minute. Is One thing oh. that was interesting is Gareth Ander- uh, Anderson, the guy that directed this, said that um, when they're on Edu, that that yeah. was a specific homage to the planet on Alien. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I wow. can see that. Gar- cool. Did I just call him Gareth Anderson? Gareth Edwards. I don't remember yeah. What I said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he said he, he kind of made that hostile environment with the rain and the, everything, and that was specifically an homage to Ridley Scott and Alien. Oh, cool. I can I, see you that. You know, I have a question. The You know, what planet is the Rebel base on? Uh, Yavin, Yavin 4. 4. Yeah. Does the Empire not know that? Uh, no. No, they don't know that. Not I mean, Star I'm just Wars. saying there's a hell of a lot of commotion on Yavin 4 <laughs> for the Empire not to know. <laughs> I'm just saying, and in the Force, yeah, I, I, that's just, oh. you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big galaxy. All right. All right. <laughs> I mean, they got to be able to hide somewhere. I, mean, sure. I don't know. Maybe they're on Dantooine. <laughs> Um, that's a Star Wars joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I don't know. Maybe we should wrap this up, I guess. This is fun, though. Yeah. I like Rogue One. And I like talking yeah, about I, Star I Wars too. with you guys. I hope nobody's, like, furious with us. Like, I don't, you know, I'm an Indiana Jones guy. I don't care about no Star Wars. <laughs> well, my- and I'm sure there's some of you out there, and we apologize. We just had to get this out. But there's, uh, well, you don't have to listen to it. That's true. Yes, That's true. you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> um, the big question is, are you guys going to see it again? 
Yes. I have a nine-year-old son, so I assume so. <laughs> and I look forward to it. I'd like to see it again. Okay. Yeah, I am too. I got it. You know, I'm I'm at a I, I you know I. It's probably it's probably important to see cool looking movies on the big screen as much as you can. You know, there are already shots in this movie where I was like, nah, I'm going to be watching that on TV for the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah, that's, that's true. It, it looked mm-hmm. gorgeous, I thought. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it's like I, that it's opening like a, shot, like the, you, know, you see the rings of that planet and then you see the tiny yeah. little spaceship. Yeah. I'm like, is that going to read on TV at all? Am I going <laughs> to yeah. see that little ship going by? <laughs> oh, by the way, I want to live in their house. I want to live in uh, in the, the, the Urso house on that planet. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Iceland slash, yeah. I totally yeah. want to live in uh, Vader's castle. And Lord, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. I mean, literally, With, it's like uh, for 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 you know that 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 shot. It's like for 15 seconds you're watching Lord of the Rings. It like yeah. swoops around and comes in, and you're like, oh, I'm watching Lord of the Rings right it now. It feels though. It feels like it's like like Vader should have like Iron Maiden posters on the wall or something. Like it's a little. I don't. I don't. I don't. I still don't totally get it. Well, I, still I don't, don't think totally you. Buy it. I mean, you call them like a. A bureaucrat. <laughs> well, he, I mean, that's 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 the Darth Vader I know. He like run. He like you know is search. He's 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 on the job for the Emperor, and uh-huh. to another extent for Tarkin. Like he's he's doing the Imperial job. He's 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 you know yes he's a whatever a Sith, and it turns out later he's got a son who he's got reasons to try to find and stuff. But like you know he's 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 not. Like doing backflips and you know attack. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, I'm. I'm. I'm alone in this. I know that everyone else is like, oh, Darth Vader is awesome. He kicks ass. Yeah. I don't know. I, it seems like people that like the Force tend to be drawn to sort of environmentally unpleasant planets, though. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, when you think of Yoda yeah. or yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi or. Well, you yeah. know what I what I appreciate. And I about you, Tom. And I said this at the beginning. You're a purist, and and oh, so, uh, yeah. You know, the, Dar- oh, okay. the Darth Vader from Star Wars is more in lines with that. There's like a hierarchy, and he's he's kind of you get the impression that he's sort of second in command, or maybe even a little bit lower. He's just yeah. He's just like the muscle in this part of the galaxy. He's tote. He's yeah, tote he's, yeah, in Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. He's not like running yeah. the whole 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 thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a chain of command and he's a card carrying member and he just happens to have a little extra evil in him to, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because you were nice enough to call me a purist, I'm going to pay you a nice compliment and say you are a purist when it comes to Star Wars because you are one of those people who almost would give up The Empire Strikes Back if you could just have Star Wars. Like you, you, at least this is how I understand your, your love of Star Wars is that you love Star Wars, the movie Star Wars. And as good as Empire is, you'd almost be like, well, just give me Star Wars. And I don't have to have all these other movies, yeah. which is, which makes me surprised when you're like, oh, Force Awakens. Okay. I can kind of deal with that. Like that you're this into Rogue One and stuff. That's, that's, uh, I'm, I'm borderline surprised, uh, but pleasantly so. Uh, there's a lot, if you look beyond the movie Star Wars, there's a lot of mental gymnastics and apologizing yeah. involved. Yeah. And, you know, I feel... You gotta squint a lot. You gotta squint a lot. You, you need the blast shield. <laughs> you know, yeah. you need to be Thank wearing... God, with the blast shield on, I can't see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is sweet. 
<laughs> so, uh, but but I do feel like um, the Force Awakens and Rogue One. I, look, it's really hard to make us another movie about Star Wars. It's really hard to do it because it's so yeah. great and iconic, and it you know, and the Empire Strikes Back is, is insanely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know these movies. I'm trying, you know. You're like, let's just go have some fun, and they they do a great job at that in making you feel yeah. comfortable in that universe again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I'd be okay if it was just Star Wars. <laughs> Can you imagine that? That'd be crazy. It's a great what if it was movie. just Star Wars? It's a great movie. That'd be neat. Oh, I, yeah, I, I I can't give up Empire. <laughs> no, me neither. No, that's fair. I, I just I couldn't do that. I could stop at Empire though. I could have start Empire end with a cliffhanger and just have yeah. that. That's fine with me. I'd be okay yeah, with that too. I, yeah. Well, all right. We should put this thing to bed. <laughs> but we we appreciate everyone uh, listening. Hopefully, it wasn't uh, uh, patience uh, pressing. That you, I, I hope you got fun. <laughs> I know you come here for Indiana Jones stuff, and we're usually here for Indiana Jones stuff. But uh, you know, come on, there's a new Star Wars movie out, and and uh, we had a lot to lot to say, and now we've said it. <laughs> um, hey Pete, yeah, where can people go and find us and say, damn it, this is an Indiana Jones podcast. Why are you guys talking about Star Wars? Or they can say. Oh, what a breath of fresh air. We got some Star Wars in our Indiana Jones podcast. <laughs> well, if, if you've been listening to our podcast for a while, you know we talk about Star Wars almost as much as we talk about Indiana Jones. We can't and help it. And if you like both, you can go to our website, indianajonesminute.com, and we have a whole section about Han Solo and Indiana Jones and why we think they're the same person. Um, so if you like Star Wars and you like Indiana Jones, check it out. Yeah, and then, um, you know, join the conversation over on Facebook at the uh, Indiana Jones Minute and the Listener's Crusade. And uh, by golly, every time we do one of these things, we say, hey, we'll be back any minute with Temple of Doom. But it actually is true. We will be back with <laughs> Temple of Doom. <laughs> um, just a little, a little more patience. <laughs> these things don't record themselves, you know. Um <laughs> But yeah, we'll be back soon. Thank you for your patience. We'll see you later on here on the Indiana Jones Minute. Clones! <laughs> Wait, there weren't any clones in this one. Ah, it's the only chance I get to say it. That's pretty good. Yeah. 